0: Welcome to Win Wednesday, an initiative of women in industry at the Roland School of Business at Point Park University. Women in industry is all about educating and empowering. We strive to accelerate women identified students and professionals in their careers and industry, and also engage in conversations that encourage allyship through elevating experiences. We do have several different initiatives, Win Wednesday, today's virtual speaker program is part of that. We also have an Accelerating Win event, Accelerating Women in Industry that we host in March in conjunction with International Women's Day. Uh, During non-COVID times, we have a campus speaker series as well. And you can also support WIN and support our efforts to educate and empower women uh, through our website. You can visit us at acceleratingwin.org or through our pointpark.edu business websites. I'm Doreen Saletti. I'm an Associate Professor of Marketing and Sales at Point Park here along with my colleague Sandy mervash who is an assistant professor of human resource management and she is program director of our Women in Industry program. So I'd like to turn it over to Sandy to introduce today's speaker.
1: Thank you, Doreen. So I'm really very honored to introduce to you today, uh, Jamie Annawalt from Webeck East. Jamie has been a certification coordinator for Webeck East since December of 2018. WeBeck East is one of 14 regional partner organizations providing the Women's Business Enterprise National Council Certification for Women-Owned Businesses. Jamie dedicates her passion to expand supplier diversity initiatives and increase opportunities for women-owned businesses. Jamie works recently in the opened Northside office of Pittsburgh. Prior to joining WeBeck East, Jamie enjoyed nearly a 20-year career with Eli Lilly as an executive sales representative in pharmaceuticals. She spent years promoting medicines that help people live healthier and longer lives. Her awards include President's Council, Director's Council, and numerous MVP awards and promotions. Jamie now funnels her energy of helping others by serving women business owners. She ensures that WeBank East is compliant with WEBANK standards and procedures, as well as providing the services required to support the certification program. She works proactively to achieve council goals, which includes the recruitment and retention of WEBANK certified WBEs, ensures the delivery of planned programs and activities, and strengthens community relationships and partnerships. She assists women business owners in leveraging certification and gaining access to public and private sector contracting opportunities. Jamie also works to develop and maintain strategic partnerships and alliances with local business centers, advocacy groups, nonprofit organizations, as well as to establish direct relationships with public sector entities. Jamie, I personally am really excited that you're joining us today. Um, As I like to say in another life, uh, I was a woman business owned owner and uh, my organization was certified through WeBank. And I have to say that when you joined WeBank East in 2018, it was a really good day for all the women owned businesses in this region because you really have done a lot to enhance our visibility and we really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you joining us today to share all of your knowledge. Jamie?
0: Well, I wanna jump in and just remind everyone that we are recording today's session. And also that if you do have questions, please use the Q and A feature and we'll make sure we get those to Jamie. All right, without further ado, we'll move forward to Webeck East and Women as Entrepreneurs.
2: Thank you, Sandy. Thank you, Doreen. And thank you to Roland School of Business with Point Park University. I am very humbled by the opportunity to talk about women as entrepreneurs, um, talk about supplier diversity and also WBE certification. I'm very excited and both passionate and I'm excited to be able to share this time with you today. And I thank you in advance for you sharing your time with me. So as you know, women in business are a driving force in the nation's economy. The US economy is increasingly reliant on the work and the devotion of women entrepreneurs. Women are starting and they are running businesses at a stunning rate and doing so with skill, expertise, and grace. So I wanted to start by showing, sharing a quote by Michelle Obama. The only limit to the height of your achievement is the reach of your dreams and your willingness to work hard for them. Hopefully that's an inspiring quote for us all. So some of the topics we're gonna discuss today are the State of the Union, talk about the trends, what does it take to become a successful woman entrepreneur? What resources are available for us? What do women entrepreneurs have in common? questions to ask yourself as you embark upon starting a business, things to think about, what kind of traits do I need to possess if I'm an entrepreneur? I'm gonna introduce you a little bit to We Back East, who I work for. We're gonna talk about what is supplier diversity and finally end on certification as a WBE. So let's ground ourselves in the state of the union. So between 2014 and 2019, the number of women-owned businesses climbed 21% to a total of nearly 13 million. Employment by women-owned businesses grew by 8% to $9.4 million, compared to 1.8% for all businesses. Revenue rose 21% to $1.2 trillion. And women do start more businesses than men. The trends continue. The number of net new women-owned businesses per day has surged over the past couple of years while number of women-owned businesses grew 21% in the years 2000. 2014 to 2019. Also growing firms owned by women of color. They also grew at a double that rate at 43%. On the positive side, entrepreneurial businesses increased during good economic times. Those businesses are more likely to survive, grow big, and have employees from the get-go. Some more trends continued. Where are we seeing the concentration of women owned businesses? Personal services such as hair and nail salons and pet care businesses, health care and social assistance, child care and home health care services, and finally, professional, scientific, and technical services such as lawyers, bookkeepers, architects, public relations firms, and consultants. So, closing the gap benefits everyone. More goods and services are bought and sold, and it grows the economy. Thriving companies improve owners' financial positions and boost employees' incomes. Launching more companies to solve business and consumer pain points makes the U.S. more competitive. So... Do I need a solid set of core skills that will allow me to do the work? Successful business owners have very different characteristics. So one might ask, what does it take to become a successful woman entrepreneur? Personal characteristics such as optimism. Are you able to think positive to help you through those tough spots? Taking initiative Are you able to problem solve on the fly? Desire for control. Do you enjoy being in charge and taking on responsibility? My favorite word, resilience. If things don't go as you planned, and trust me, they won't always, can you pick yourself up? Interpersonal skills, ability to listen, some might think it's more important to be able to sell yourself and your sell your uh, business. But actually, it's the ability to listen to others. Ethics, like respect, fairness, integrity, truthfulness. That's the strong basis for being an entrepreneur. Creative thinking skills. Looking at the big picture. Are you able to... Um, Obtain different perspectives. Are you able to spot a trend, expand your reach? So to start, scale or grow your business to its full potential. There are resources and they exist. They're oftentimes hosted by corporations, nonprofits and the government. Some of them look like local, regional and national conferences. For example, for women-owned businesses, WeBank, our national organization, holds two national conferences each year. WeBank East, a regional partner that I work for, we hold numerous events in our local and regional markets. Entrepreneurial matchmaking. Oftentimes, these are found online. They can be free, they can be fee-based. And mentor groups. These are often based on industry groups and they provide a lot of accountability and support. Membership associations, promote interest and professionalism in a very specific industry. Small business development centers. If you've heard of them, oftentimes they exist at universities in our local area like Chatham, Pitt and Duquesne. Traditional banks that you see at the corner and crowdfunding websites are out there and available for entrepreneurs. And the government has the small business association known as SBA that you can tap into. And We Back East offers a comprehensive menu of training, counseling, and networking programs and services for women entrepreneurs as well. Women owned businesses are on the rise, which is encouraging, but they can also face obstacles along the way. So what are some things that women entrepreneurs have in common and what are they doing in year 2020? So networking is key that can make or break a business. So making connections, having mentors can go a long way. Focus on focus, focusing on the right things and saying no to distractions can be the key to your success. Looking for alternative funding sources, the need to redefine yourself and your business. You should not be alone in your mission and you should engage your colleagues. And don't forget who you are that work-life balance is key. So I would summarize in saying that the success in women entrepreneurs stems from two sources, persistence and focus. Some questions to ask yourself. How do I choose the right business for me? I'm sure that is something that entrepreneurs ask themselves a lot. Some good questions to ask. How will you turn your skills into a business model? Can you afford to start a business? Will your idea remain relevant? What sets you apart? How can you leave a lasting impression so customers remember you? Where can you aim your efforts so you can meet a demand? So now think about, these are eight common steps to take before your business plan gets put into action. Finding a target audience, developing a marketing strategy, planning your finances, establishing a pricing strategy, picking a name for your business, building a team. Do I need a license? Do I need a permit? Choosing a location. Where is my headquarters going to be? Men and women will inevitably have different experiences and backgrounds which will shape their approach to business. Balancing hard and soft traits to create environments where employees can reach their own potential and challenge each other. Collaborating with people who think differently can breed creativity and promote the innovative ideas. So one could lump them into hard power and soft power. Oh, and by the way, women excel with the soft power skills, I'll have you know, but they are very capable of hard power as well. So let's look at them. Hard power sounds like ambitious, analytical, confident, hardworking, independent, soft power, authentic, Collaborative, communicative, flexible, and intuitive. Which ones do you have? Which ones do you need to to foster? So I'd like to introduce you to the organization I work for, We Back East. So we are your local, local regional partner organization. There are 14 of us across the country. We serve women business owners in the states of Pennsylvania, Delaware, and eight Southern counties in New Jersey. Through certification, networking, workshops, and special events for the new business owners as well as the experienced business owners. We have two offices, one right here in Pittsburgh on the North side. We opened up two years ago and our other office is located in Philadelphia. So let's turn the focus on supplier diversity. Women entrepreneurs are a diverse group. So why is supplier diversity valuable? So supplier diversity combines the desires for a more equitable world and the drive to be a competitive leader. It provides value add on social responsibility. Supplier diversity adds economic value. It encourages the growth of diverse businesses, like women-owned businesses. It uplifts the communities where businesses are located. How does it do that? It actually impacts the jobs that are created. Wages are increased. Tax revenue. The bottom line, it's the right thing to do. So what is supplier diversity? It's a business strategy to ensure a supplier diverse supplier base in the procurement of goods. Research shows that companies who embrace this diversity are more profitable. Many corporations and government agencies set annual spend goals. They wanna create a diverse supply chain by working with companies such as women-owned, Minority-owned, disability-owned, veteran-owned, and LGBT-owned. WeBank is the largest national certifier of women-owned businesses and is nationally recognized among corporate and government supplier diversity programs. Many organizations require that you be WeBank certified before becoming a part of their supplier diversity portals. The Hackett Group in 2015 study showed that supplier diversity programs added a whopping $3.6 million to the bottom line for every $1 million spent on them. So WBE certifies, certification. WBE stands for Women's Business Enterprise. Look at the logo there in the upper right hand corner. So that's the logo. The WBE certification validates that your business is at least 51% women owned, operated and controlled by one or more women who possess the knowledge and skills to run the business. This certification opens the doors to supplier diversity channels and is widely accepted nationally to over 300 major corporations and government agencies. Ruth Bader Ginsburg says it best. Women belong in all places where decisions are being made. Gotta love her. So you have two choices. You can start your own business or I'm gonna ask you to consider buying women-owned products and services. I'm gonna ask you to consider buying those women-owned products or services. I'm gonna ask you to raise your voice, open your wallets. Women-owned businesses need our support now more than ever. This pandemic impacted us all one way or another. Women-owned businesses and particularly women of color-owned businesses. I do encourage you to visit these websites. They're listed on your screen. I also encourage you to visit storefronts, websites, and I ask you to look at the labels on the products and services. Do they bear the logo women-owned? Be conscious about that. So women as entrepreneurs, they are a force for change. I wanna thank you all. Um, Thank you very much to Point Park University, to Doreen and to Sandy for this opportunity. I wanna thank you to all who are sharing your moments with me today. And I am glad to entertain any questions now or my email address and my phone number are there on the screen. And I'm more than happy to speak with you, thank you. Thank you
0: so much, Jeannie, for giving us the overview of Webeck and women-owned businesses. Uh, Now we do have a few questions that have come in. Uh, Sure. All right. You mentioned resilience. Can you talk a little bit about what you've experienced through Webeck in terms of resilience of women-owned businesses through this pandemic?
2: That is a very great question. And I am a person who processes a lot of the recertification applications for WBEs. So I do hear firsthand before the pandemic and certainly now since the pandemic, what their challenges are, um, what their aspirations are, um, and their resilience to all of that. So I believe that anything worth striving for is not easy. The easy road isn't always what it's all about. And I will tell you that the women owners that I have come in contact with are a very special group of ladies. They know to how to survive. They know how to balance their work and their home lives. They know to seek others. They know how to get financing when it's needed. They know how to alter their business, and to flex when needed, to maybe look at a different way to go about things. This is resilience. This is women entrepreneurs. Thanks so much, Jamie. I
0: think that idea of resilience is really critical during um, not just times of crisis, but just sometimes in the day-to-day, that ability to pick yourself up and to move through and move past, I think you know it's something I know Sandy, as a former business owner, uh, you know, could probably speak to that as well. The importance of resilience in, in business ownership, but also you know in life, there are a lot of uncertainties that we face on a regular basis, and that ability to move through them is really important.
2: Well, thank you, Doreen, and I thank whoever's question that was because resiliency is something that's always there. And it was there before the pandemic. In fact, I would probably offer that women entrepreneurs were probably quite poised when the pandemic hit because they're used to being strong. They're used to having to govern multiple, multiple um, responsibilities. So they were actually poised very well and stand very tall during tough times.
0: Oh, that's great to hear. Uh, and, and kind of along those lines then, Jamie, our next question. Are you seeing any changes in the numbers of women entrepreneurs since the pandemic?
2: Well, I can speak on behalf of certifications for WBEs. Um, I want to say the growth of new businesses that are coming to us to certify new as a WBE, we are actually seeing a nice growth trend. Um, as far as women owners who are recertifying their business, it's it's like the clock didn't even stop. I think that I've seen maybe one business owner that had to actually close her doors. The others find necessity, um, the will to survive, the value in the WBE, and the value of supplier diversity. So... Actually, I think it's a resilient bunch.
0: <laughs> Tying into that again, and then, you know, maybe this is something that both you and Sandy could speak to, but you had mentioned, you know, qualities that can be very beneficial to entrepreneurs. Uh, are there particular qualities that you're seeing that women are really relying on now as they move forward that helps lend itself to those, that resilience
2: that we've discussed? I would probably say one of the major things is networking. So certainly since that personal touch is gone right now during the pandemic, there are lots of opportunities with our technology to have that tech, that um, opportunity to connect with others. And I think that those who are able to do that and do that well are the ones that are going to survive and make those key networking opportunities. That is key for any business. Um, We are individuals who need to be social. And if you can't touch someone, you can still touch them on a computer screen or on a phone call. And I think that that is something that's necessary. Also, um, the government has provided numerous funding sources right now during the pandemic. Um, We Back East has um, a group of people at our office who are actually assisting and providing a lot of counseling along those topics right now on how to get funding. Um, and those that are tapping into it and taking advantage of those funding sources are going to get to the other side.
1: If if I could add to that, um, two things. Uh, and I, I mentioned this when we were chatting before, I really think that women entrepreneurs, um, they are very resilient. And as we were saying uh, prior to the um, seminar that, this really is something women are used to. Women are used to facing challenges and, um, you know, finding a way around the challenge. They they never tend to let that be the end. It's not a point of failure. It's just I find a new avenue. So I, I think there's, you know, when you talked about the common type of traits or characteristics that women entrepreneurs have it is this resilience and it's sort of this positive mindset towards life that this is what I need to do to move forward. And a lot of times that movement forward was not in traditional corporate settings. It was in making their own path. So I think that's very important. Um, Also, if you could, you you talked about networking and something that, You know, when I was a WBE, something that WEBEC has always provided is they provided those networking opportunities. They provided those resources. And a lot of times it was in educational programs, um, developing friendships uh, with other women-owned businesses, um, using other women-owned businesses. They were our go-to, you know. What women, if I need an accountant, what women-owned accounting firm exists out there? There's a lot of um, resources that um, I don't think you even began to touch on that Webeck really provides to women-owned businesses, and a lot of it is in that supportive role. Um, just those, those friendships you develop, um, I know a lot of those friendships I developed, even though I no longer am a WBE, I've maintained those friendships. Um, and they're very important relationships to me. So um, I know when I was active in Webeck, there were a lot of seminars on, you know, we had seminars where we learned to develop our elevator pitch. And um, a lot of times we would have seminars that would help us with accounting problems. Uh, so there was a lot of support there and seeking that support is, is critical. I really think it is.
0: Yeah, yes. in fact, Thank you. And am sorry. About, no, I, I apologize, I was just going to mention that thinking about networking, we're actually doing one of our, our virtual speaker series events in December, we'll actually talk about virtual networking, so yes. I'm really glad you brought that up, and uh, that, that you mentioned that that's something that WEBEC really encourages and provides opportunities for.
2: Prior to the pandemic, and I'm glad that Sandy touched upon this. Uh, we had, um, since opening the office here in Pittsburgh, and even before that, had events that we hold here in person to get the both the suppliers and the buyers together. Um, and oftentimes, we have lunch and learns, things like that, to get them together, to network with each other. But I think the most important thing that Sandy touched upon is the friendships, the bonds from being able to talk to others who own businesses, maybe in like fields, maybe in unlike fields. But you can learn an awful lot from another entrepreneur. And Weback East provides the structure there for WBEs to meet each other. And that whole Premise of getting to network and learn from others is certainly promoted. So those who come out and get involved can form, can form lasting relationships, but make a lot of good business connections along the way. So thank you, Sandy, for adding that.
0: Now, when you mentioned certification, you talked a little bit about how there are particular organizations that might require uh, a business to, to be certified. Are you finding that that is increasing? And what would be the value for any organization in deciding to get a particular certification? Like how will that really help them bottom line?
2: Well, um, twofold, let's address your first question. So diverse spend is often a line item in a budget at a corporation. And they are encouraged to spend X amount of dollars or percentage of their dollars on diverse businesses. Could be women owned, could be veteran, could be minority owned or so forth. So if you're coming to us and you're a woman entrepreneur, you best have your WBE certificate because you've gone through the credence of certifying with us. So when you go to log on to a portal, you have that certificate. And company X is going to realize that you are worthy of doing business with them. You've gone through that grueling certification and they have something to garner from you. Um, your second question again, Doreen?
0: Oh, hmm. I was, so, was paying such good question attention to that. that. Yes, it was. Uh, and I think the second part of my question was really about uh, the process.
2: The process and, of certifying and, yeah okay so um, it's really in three parts there's an online process you would go to webanklink.org um, site and process an online certification um, we have lots of support with our organization you have people like myself who can walk you through this process you're uploading a lot of documentation where it'd be financial and legal information. So that would be the first step. The second step would be a committee review, and the third step would be a mandatory site visit. All in all, these three steps can take sixty to ninety days. But I would say to you, to one gathers all that required documentation can take a lot of time up front to prepare, and if you go to WeBank.org. WBENC.org website and you click on the certification tab, there'll be a list of the documentation there that is required based on how your business is structured. Again, uh, I and a lot of the other certification coordinators on staff would be glad to offer support one-on-one to assist if anyone has any questions, but understand once your application is submitted, those three steps, is what will happen and it'll take about 60 to 90 days.
0: So it sounds like it would make sense for the business owner to have their ducks in a row, right? Mm -hmm. uh, As they consider applying, but then that you have kind of a robust support structure in place to help them move through the process.
2: Most definitely.
0: Now now we did get another, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We did get another question. and this one is a, a, a little bit more general. If, if you're thinking about starting a business, how do you go about doing that? How should you get started?
2: Wow. Well, I think that's really going to vary a lot on the kind of business that you're, you're establishing. I guess I would go back. Can we flip back a couple of screens? Sure. Um, there was a, a list of things to ask um, right here. The next one. There's a lot of things here to answer, and this is only a few of them. But if you're looking to start a business, I think some of the things you have to think about initially before you do you implement your business plan would be understanding if you need a business license or a permit. Um, where is your business going to operate out of? Do I need to lease? Do I need to own space in order to run my business? Um, you know, who am I going to bring on to work with me? Can I do it alone? Do I need, need somebody with other strengths that's going to complement my own? What am I going to name my business? Who am I going to target? Um, is there a need for my ty- kind of business? Is there a demand? Um, where are the finances going to come from? How much money do I need to put up in order to start my business? How am I going to get that word out there? How am I going to market my business? How am I gonna price my products or my services in order to be competitive, to get my foot in the door? So those would be some of the things that I would offer. And for
0: women who are starting businesses, uh, the question is about level of support. Uh, Are there particular grants or other funding opportunities that might be available for women to help them get their business off the ground?
2: There are. So one is going to the the bank that's located on the corner in your neighborhood. Um, Another is there's a lot of online resources. It's amazing the number of entrepreneurs that I am speaking to now that are tapping into a lot of online banking resources. Um, The SBA has a lot of funds to tap into for small business owners. The Riverside Center for Innovation, where our WEBAC office is located on the north side, is another great resource to tap into as well. Um, Looking for um, investors, um, networking is another good resource. Um, So those are just a few that I would offer.
0: Thank you. Sure. And are there particular, you know, as you're doing certification, are there particular categories or industries where you're finding um, that women are uh, more frequently starting businesses?
2: Yes, yeah, so it's funny um, you, you asked that. Um, it's really kind of all over the map. Um, I think women are much more talented than they admit to, honestly. Um, but I do see a lot in um, what I would call non-traditional. You see a lot in the construction industry. You see a lot in computer technology. You see a lot in healthcare. Um, So there's a lot of opportunities in all kinds of resources. I see a lot of human resources, um, a lot of recruiting, marketing services, pet services. So as I said, it's quite varied.
0: And Sandy, this might be a, a question that you would be able to speak to as well. Uh, any particular challenges that women face that maybe have get brought to your attention at Webeck uh, or some things that, that you hear about more frequently?
1: Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll answer that. Um, I'm
2: sorry, I thought it was for you, Sandy. <laughs> okay,
1: that's no, fine. Um, I, I think women do face um, certain challenges, mainly in the, the stereotype. Just like Jamie said, you know, there's women-owned construction firms and HVAC companies, and you know, companies that you know, trucking companies, companies that you would never expect to be woman-led and so we do battle some of those um, stereotypes Um, if you're a woman-owned business in many cases you're really juggling a lot of work-life balance and there's stereotypes around that also Um, and that's why support is so important because we really are battling a lot of stereotypes and um but i think one of again one of those common trends is we don't let those stereotypes hold us back. We we keep going and we have our support services through organizations such as WEBEC to support us and to break out of those stereotypical rules and prove that we have these abilities to be successful in any industry. So I hope that answers your question. Thank you, thank you. Uh,
0: Now here's another one, kind of a general question that has that has come through. Uh, What is your favorite thing about owning a business,
2: Sandy? Wow,
1: former business owner. I'm going to let you answer that one. Okay, yeah, I'll answer that one. Um, Wow. The list is almost endless of my favorite things about having been a small business owner and a and a woman business owner, um, the autonomy, the um, uh, the unlimited levels of success. There was no limit. The only limit that ever existed was a limit that I would self impose. Uh, so it's it's really fulfilling. Uh, I would recommend being a woman business owner to almost anyone at some point in their life. Uh, it really is a great way of fulfilling a lot of um, personal needs. Just, uh, I, I really, it's it's endless how wonderful and positive you feel about yourself that you can take something and make it successful and compete with other individuals on, you know a level that in many cases is unexpected.
2: Uh, if I may, I'll add to what Sandy has has shared. What Please. I hear from WBEs is their strong desire to develop something on their own and to build it up and to see it thrive. I think women are very spirited. Um, And I'll use that same word, resilient. And I think the opportunity to to have autonomy um, can really speak loudly for them. Running your own business, if you don't want to have the risk associated with the success, it's not for you. But for those women who really thrive on creating something and building it, and knowing that they've done it, there's no better success than that.
0: Oh, that's, that's fantastic to hear. Thank you. Thank you both very much. Looking to see if we have any additional questions coming through. Oh, uh, a question. It looks like this one might be for you, Sandy. Uh, Thinking about the different roles that women hold, how does that play out in the workplace? Is there role conflict, and how do you address that?
2: Well, absolutely.
1: There's there's role conflict in all positions in life. Um, when you're a, a WBE, we have the same role conflicts, and probably even more. We, you know, we're the you know the business owner. So we're the owner, we're also very actively involved, so we're like an employee, and from some perspectives, um, we're a boss in certain situations, but we still have, you know, family, friends, other organizational responsibilities. So work-life balance is just as important when you're a WBE as it is with any business, and that really falls back to some of those key skills of you know, commitment, being organized, you know, really understanding and being true to what your values and your ethics are. Um, a lot of that is really key to balancing um, your life, especially when you own your own business. A lot of that is key. You have to be true to who you are first. You have to be true to your values, your ethics. You need to have a firm understanding of your goals, where you're going, and be committed to those goals. And, and the rest actually sort of just all, um, I, I don't wanna downplay this, but it it does work. If you're committed and you're, and you're true to yourself and your values and your commitment, you find a way to make it work. And you find that way through a lot of support services, whether those are personal support services or business services such as Webeck.
0: Now, speaking of services, WEBEC provides the certification for women and businesses. Um, does Webeck act as a, a referral as well for other potential needed services? Does Webeck make recommendations on other options?
2: So um, when you come to us for your certification, we actually process your certification. So it's actually a national certification, which is actually put forth by WeBank, the national organization. WeBank East is the regional office. So if your headquarters is located within that region, that's who processes your application. But your certification is national, which means you can participate at any event in the entire country. Um, You can network with Any company within our network in the the country, it's just where you're located is where you will probably tend to, geographically speaking, be most active. So when one is certified as a WBE or when a corporation is a, a corporate partner of ours, they have access to our database, which means a corporation or the government can look in our list of all of our WBEs that they are seeking to do business with, and that's an advantage to becoming a corporate partner. For a WBE, another advantage of getting certified through us is the access to this database that they can seek out any WBE in the whole country, maybe in like industries or, you know, in a different industry, somebody they want to do business with, and that gives them access to other people to network.
0: So they have both that network access piece, but also that uh, ability to be listed so that those who may have an RFP to send out would be able to send it directly to them.
2: Yes. So when they actually submit their application online, if you will, that's their business resume. So the woman owner herself is not certified. It's her business that is certified. She also can say, I want to do business with this X corporation And they will have an online portal where they would register themselves in order to do business with them. So that would be a way for them becoming a supplier to them.
0: Fantastic.
2: hmm
1: if I could add to that, when I had my business, we would actually get RFPs from companies across the country and they would have contacted us because of that database. And then I in turn, um, if I had a project I was working on that was gonna be in another state and I wanted to target women-owned businesses for you know fulfilling part of that project because there's a whole tier system Um, in diversity supplier and I could go that database and I would be able to find women-owned businesses in whatever region I needed to produce this project to be part of the project. So I used the database and I also, um, people sought me out because of the database. And also, um, and Jamie, maybe you could speak to this, Webeck does matchmaking events where they do um, match particular businesses with corporations. and you know when we were you know pre-pandemic, you actually had you know events where you were able to meet and almost be interviewed by those companies. And maybe Jamie, you could talk about the Matchmaker events a little more.
2: Yes, so they are done. Thank you for bringing that up, Sandy. That's a great question. So matchmaker events prior to pandemic were done in person, both on a local and a regional basis with WEBEC East, but also on a national basis with WEBank. So WEBank holds two national conferences a year um, of which um, the whole matchmaking event does take place. And as a WBE, you can um, become active there. Um, Since the pandemic, those in-person ones have now changed to virtual matchmaking events. So, as we are today on our Zoom, we actually utilize this venue to do matchmaking by setting up separate rooms in uh, this virtual platform is a way for the buyers and the suppliers to have meetings and get to do business with each other. So throughout the summer, we had a lot of virtual events that we held. Um, And what was nice about it virtual is the reach was a lot more broad geographically speaking. Um, So businesses could then match make um, and the business and the suppliers could get together in the meeting rooms on Zoom, and that was a way of conducting business.
0: No, that's great, so you were able to continue providing much needed services to organizations even throughout uh, the challenging
2: times. I will also put a plug in as well, but there's other conferences that are held in communities. In fact, um, we just held last week, the SHARE conference. Um, which it's comprised of a local group of committees with different um, organizations. And that was held virtually this year as well. And you can go to sharepittsburgh.com and look at that. Um, That is something that traditionally has been arranged um, through this committee to offer networking opportunities and it was by invitation. Um, And if you were a certified person, whether it was women-owned or minority-owned or veteran-owned, were opportunities for you to participate in this kind of event. So it's just a matter of tapping into these resources, and these networking opportunities are there for the taking.
0: Uh, Good advice for everyone. Find the resources, tap into them, and take advantage and try to provide some shared value. Well, as we move towards the end of our session, Jamie, uh, do you have any closing thoughts, reminders that you'd like to leave our audience with today?
2: Um, probably would be my slide before where um, if you're looking to start your own business, We East has a lot of resources that can really come and aid in your support. If that's not something or the timing is not right, I do want to encourage you to look at buying women-owned product and services. Um, These are two great websites to go visit. Um, I think that we can be very conscientious buyers of any of products or services and look for that women-owned logo, whether it be on a storefront or on the web or looking at those labels. And I encourage us all to consider doing that.
0: Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. And we really appreciate the time that you spent today to talk with us about not just business certification but also women as entrepreneurs moving forward as business owners and giving us some advice that's valuable whether you're thinking about starting a business or just thinking about your role as a consumer. So I'd like to turn it back over to Sandy, whoops. And she is going to talk about our next session and wrap us up for today.
1: Thank you, Doreen and Jamie, thank you for joining us today. Our next session is November 4th and we are gonna talk about the power of selling with Shannon Gregg. So we're very excited about that opportunity. I would also like to thank everyone you know behind the scenes that makes this technically possible and Doreen, thank you for uh, stepping up and assuming Patrick's role today wanna thank the Roland School of Business for making this initiative possible. And I would like you to keep a few things in mind. Uh, In a few weeks, we're gonna start accepting um, RFPs for topics to be included in the spring sessions. And also we have two dates that you might wanna save on your calendar. On November 23rd, we are going to have a special event. And Win Wednesdays is going to collaborate with Take the Hill in Leadership. And we're going to deliver a special panel discussion on uh, the impact of COVID 19 and women. And we have some really exciting speakers lined up for that. And this may seem like a long way off, but on Friday, March 5th, once again, A Win Accelerating Women in Industry will take place on a virtual platform. And we will be providing more information on both events in the near future. And I thank you for joining us today. Jamie, thank you for joining us. And I hope everyone um, gained some insight from today's session. If you have any questions at all, please, you can reach out to Doreen and I. Our emails are there. Or you can go to our website, acceleratingwin.org. And we have a contact se- session there. And you can contact us through the website. And again, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you.